Hey everyone, it's Johnny here. So if you follow me on Instagram, you might have noticed my new show, Brand Chat. So it's every Friday, it's a live video at 3.30 and each week I interview different people. Um, these are people that work in business, in branding and communications. And a few weeks ago, I think it was at the beginning of January, I had an amazing chat with the talented Victoria Taylor. Now Victoria Taylor specializes in customer experience. So we often talk about within branding about the brand experience. So that's the experience that people have when they're interacting with your brand and how they interact with the buying or the process that they go through to work with you. And we call this the customer experience. Now it goes much further than that. So Victoria specializes in people experiences. So that's the experience that everyone has with you and your business and your brand. So we had a chat um, at the beginning of January, I think it was, and we talked about all things that CX, so that's customer experience. Um, it was done on Instagram Live, um, so the audio is not perfect, but you should still be able to really enjoy this conversation. So here we go, this is Victoria Taylor, Customer Experience Specialist. Hey. Hello. It works. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. You all right? Yes, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. I'm always excited when that comes up and that works because the first few I times I was like, Ooh. I know, it's always like, is it going to work? Isn't it going to work? But yeah. Anyway, happy Friday. I noticed when I move on this on Instagram, it um it puts a funny shine on your face. Can you see what I mean? It's a bit um. Where's the where's the optimal spot then? I don't know. I'm just gonna stay like this. Yeah, about that. That's it. Stay completely yeah. still. That's it. But what what does an exciting Friday look like at the moment? What does what? Sorry. An exciting Friday look like at the moment. What's the oh. ultimate Friday? A walk. Okay. <laughs> Always a walk. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think what else. A walk, some work, a bit of relaxation. Um, I like to, at the end of the week, I like to kind of get prepped for the following week. So I always write my to-do list for the following week. Um, and then I go into the weekend feeling relaxed and then Prosecco. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something what about, to eat, something to <laughs> yeah, eat something to eat. Yeah. What about you? Um, well, mine's pretty much the same. So this podcast, not podcast, this live, sorry, was actually meant to be called Brand and Beers. So mm. every week I was going to have beers with the guests. Uh, and just talk about brands but the thing is i just also decided that i wasn't going to drink in january oh so all my guests would just have to sit there drinking beer while i was sat there doing nothing so i, I don't mind i'm happy to do that if you would like me to no problem at all okay well give me four weeks and brand chat is going to turn into brand and beers yes can i come all back on then yeah no problem all brand and prosecco that sounds good too good stuff good stuff yeah i'm up for that well, I want to ask you loads of questions. Okay. Because I'm really, really interested in what you do. Okay. Because I'll be honest, I don't think I've ever seen, I've never spoke to anyone with your job title. And it's, okay. it's a, a reflection of the way things are going in the world and the way that we look at brands. So the, well, I suppose the first question is, tell me about a customer experience consultant. What's, what is a day-to-day? -day? What does it consist of? Yeah, do you know what? I think it's actually evolved. So um, customer experience has always been around. It's, you know, it's something that typically 
Um, you hear in large corporate organizations and you often hear the customer experience department or customer experience this, customer experience that. But I think it's it's become so, um, it's, it's just in everything that you do. And I think it's really evolved, whereas, you know, that there are lots of customer experience consultants. It's not just me, I promise you that. Um, but it's it's somebody that gets involved with everything, really. It underlines everything. It can be brand culture. Um, it's the experiences that a brand creates. It's employee experience. It's the experience people have digitally, um, the experience people have physically when they're able to. Um, so, yeah, we get involved in, in all of that, really. So it's quite holistic. Yeah. Obviously, I, I study a lot about brand and talk about brand. And for me, it feels like brand is the thing that gets a customer or gets a buyer, at least, through yes. the door. It's experience that turns them into a customer because yes. they, they only become a customer when they come back and buy again. So I, that, that's and we don't really always talk about the experience. You know, you, you buy something and you, and you mm. leave or you have a service and you take it and you, and you have that service. Um, but the experience is the thing that keeps people coming back, buying it again and again. So to, to run me through kind of some of the main things that you'll do to a business when you first see them. So, you know, they come and approach you and we want to do this. What, what do you look for first? It's, it's always the pre-experience. So that's where everything starts. You know, I think, I think um, I'd say probably a problem where a lot of people go wrong is they focus on just customer experience rather than people experience because it starts way before someone is a customer. You know, like right here, right now, I am talking to you. I may potentially be your customer one day, but right now I'm a person to you. Um, and I'm, I'm not a customer to you, I'm a person to you, but maybe one day I will be. Um, so focusing on people experience is so, so important. And that's probably the first thing that everybody should be doing because in order to generate customers, and we have to focus on that pre-experience that they have with us rather than just the experience when they're a customer. So I think if we can treat every person really, really well, um, that's that's the key really is, you know, looking at that pre-experience first and foremost. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, cool. Well, uh, you can see that you're quite excited about what you do. I can see it in your eyes. You really, really enjoy it. What, is, what is it, what do you love most about the job? Um, people like pe people underline everything. Um, and I think, do you know, that stems back to so many different experiences that I've had in my own life. And I often tell a story of like when I was, when I was a kid and there was this teacher that I had and she was just amazing. And she was this one teacher that really made me feel like I, I mattered. And honestly, I was one of those kids, Johnny, where I was, I was just not a conformist. Like I was one of those kids that went against the grain I didn't do what the rest of the children were doing in school but she was the one that encouraged me to be me when all the others were going can't you just do the same as this person I was a bit of a pain really um and then one Christmas we were in a, a concert in um in the church and sadly she collapsed at the piano and she passed away and I just even at such a young age it's only really looking back now that I think like I mean I, I had lost people previous to her but I can't really remember it because I was so young when that happened but I do I do actually remember that experience of her passing away and just remembering how sad it made me feel even at that age mm. and then thinking about how she made me feel like I mattered mm. and I think now like if she had a business three decades after her passing I would be buying from her today because of how she made me feel so whenever I go into a business I want to make every business like a Miss Evans business because she made me feel like I mattered. So it is, it's all about people. Everything's about people. Um, and we, we have to make people feel like they matter. Yeah. We, I was chatting this morning, I was um, doing quick mornings with our good friend, Tim.
Yeah. Uh, and we're talking about experiences and things that happen within your working life that you remember. We make these promises in life mm -hmm. that we don't want to be treated a certain way. Or we want to treat people a certain way. And I think without going into the C word, because I don't think we want to talk about it, it's Friday night, I'm having a laugh. But <laughs> we, well, I am seeing that people's working life is changing and you are working in these different situations and it's totally, no one, everyone's navigating through this around their own little way. So with, with your clients now and the, the businesses that you work with, are, are they finding it easier? Are they finding it harder? Um, how, how are people kind of maintaining? We'll, we'll talk about um, we'll talk about culture for the time being. We'll talk about yes. people working within the organisation. So, what are you? What, how are you navigating with your clients, and what you kind of how are you advising them? Where are you taking them on this journey? Do you know, I think employee experience is so important now. It's more important than it ever has been because we are working remotely. Um, you know, we ha I have one particular client who has um, a, like a virtual bar every week. So they have their company bar where the, the um, employees come to at the end of a day and they sit and they'll have a beer at the end of a week. And it's keeping that morale up, I think, when, you know, it's, it's not the same environment. But that said, I think it is definitely fostering better relationships because, I think people are more intentional when they show up like this. You know, when you're in the office every day, it can almost get a, a bit samey. I think this became quite a novelty last year when it all started on Zoom. And now I think people really look forward to having those experiences with their, you know, their bosses where they can just sit around a virtual table and have a beer. Um, they do all kinds of different things as well. You know, they send things out through the post where they can open them together on Zoom calls um, and just bring in that physical element into... The digital so they're able to share something together you know share an experience together so i really think that employee experience right now is so important and for those um companies that aren't focusing on that i think it, it shows through to everything they do you know we only have to look at you know that without mentioning names of bad examples because i'm really conscious that i don't want to do that um but you know we have seen some terrible examples of how companies have treated their employees through the pandemic but we've also seen some really, really good examples as well. You know, I look at um, Timpson's, James Timpson. He's he's one person that I will sing from the rooftops. You know, it's it's a cobbler's. <laughs> it's a cobbler's. They do keys. It's not a particularly sexy business, but he treats his staff so incredibly well. They were all paid fully throughout the whole, you know, the whole process. He took care of them. And I remember watching a video of all the employees at Christmas thanking James for keeping them on and the kids saying thank you james thank you james and i was just like this is amazing because yeah like he really took care of his staff and then what they do is they take care of the business so i think employee employees have to be your focus now and i think you know cultivating a good experience for them and, and you can do that so easily you just have to be a little bit creative and you know let's get around for a beer let's let's do that online let's send stuff through the post so we can all join and do activities let's do an escape room together because yeah. that's what makes people feel good you know it's, it's funny isn't it because a lot of companies had to make a lot of decisions quite quickly and they still are making quickly mm. and it's by seeing the decisions that they make early doors really tells you a lot about them it really tells yeah. you a lot about the what they're like as a company how they treat people how they want to be treated their philosophy is spot on and it's hard you know because people have to make these decisions quickly about what they're going to do but some a lot of businesses are making the right decisions uh, yeah. that's really that's cool okay brilliant so we've looked so we're looking at culture within organization keeping people's morale up and, yeah. and and keeping that going and then there's obviously the customer experience so some of us now 
you know, can't sell, whether we have a shop or we have a pub mm -hmm. or entertainment. So we have to try and keep that customer experience going yeah. online or through other ways. What other ways are people looking at now and trying to keep the customer relationship going and keeping people caring for each other and connected? Do you know, I think it's so it's so interesting because I think I think it's made us return a bit more to simplicity as well. So where we'll pick up the phone and actually talk to somebody. I mean, I know not every, I, I am that kind of person anyway, you know, I'll pick up the phone and have a good natter with anybody. I mean, I've always done that with my customers, but um, voice notes, you know, what I call them voice bubbles, um, WhatsApp voice bubbles. Um, I think that does keep that relationship open and, and more open, you know, and very often we talk about, you know, content creation and how we connect with people digitally and the content we're putting out there. But actually, you know, we really need to be checking in with our customers more than ever, really, yeah. and making sure that we phone them. You know, I phone my customers just to say, hey, how, how are you? How was your week? How, how are the kids? How is this? You know, because that's important. People, people want to know that they matter to you because when they matter to you, you will matter to them. And I honestly firmly believe that having go go into that level and keeping those relationships deep and strong is is what has kept my business going through the pandemic i don't think there's i don't think it's rocket science i think i think you know very often we think there's a magic ma like a magic bullet but there isn't a magic bullet i think we just have to be really good with people and it's you know it's it's built in us all we're all human beings you know i'm seeing lots of people coming in here that i know i can see yeah. some cool customer experience people josh lucy nice <laughs> So it, it's, it's interesting that you, um, obviously with the customer experience, you're talking about conversations. Conversations yeah. seem so important now. And at a time when we're disconnected, we're going back to old ways of connecting, ringing people up, speaking to them on the phone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, what can, what can people, what can businesses be doing now in terms of ringing up customers, current customers? What, what should they be saying? calling them up to ask them how they are you know i think you don't really need a script just be human because we are you know we're all going through a different pandemic essentially yes we're all going through the same pandemic but essentially we're all going through it differently aren't we mm. and i think just phoning up somebody to say hey how how are you doing um it's so simple but it's it, it, it what else can you do you can't really script how a conversation is going to go so the best thing to do is open with a question you know I, I had a brand reach out to me on social media a brand that I wasn't a customer of I followed them on Instagram they sent me a message just saying hey Victoria we just wanted to reach out to you to say we know that times are tough right now our inbox is open if you need anything I was like great whoever's dealing with their customer experience has got it nailed mm. and I think those that are really escalating themselves it, it doesn't take a lot you know those that are really putting their time into being proactive it, it really shows the difference with those that aren't. And I actually think the divide is becoming more and more apparent because there are people that are doing it exceptionally well because they've had to. And then those that just aren't. And, and it, it really is a, a divide yeah. between those doing it well and those that aren't, you know? I agree. I, I was saying that the other, the other day that, you know, you either embrace this and jump into it and yeah. run with it, um, or which is an option that some people are doing is just hang on for dear life and see what happens. Yeah, and, and we'll just wait till we get the other the other side of something, which we don't even know what that is. Who um, knows? <laughs> yeah, but you do have to just jump into it and embrace it. And Completely. authenticity comes out now because you can't be anything but authentic. Because when you're pushed against it and you're out there and you're having real conversations with real people, navigating through this time, you really get to see. Um, I want to say the cut of your jib, but um, but you get to see what someone's layers are like and what they're what, how, and and it's all 
open into the flesh, isn't it? Yeah, you can't, I don't think you can be any other way. I mean, I think it's pretty hard to not be authentic because if you're trying to not be who you are, I mean, do you know what? It's, it's interesting. I was having a conversation with somebody last night and saying that social media does make you feel like you have to do things so perfectly. But people really do relate to imperfect because we're all imperfect. Mm. So do you know what? If you phone up somebody and you get it wrong, so what? <laughs> you know, you can't ever go wrong with asking how someone is. What's Chloe saying here? She's saying opening up that conversation. Exactly. Now I ask a couple of times how my clients are emphasizing. How are you doing mentally? Yeah. And I don't think that's a bad place to go. You know, we're all encouraging um, conversations around mental health and you know we see a lot of that on on social media anyway don't we you know mm. I actually had a client phone me up the other day and it was just you know it was around business but he said to me god I'm really struggling this week and I was like you know what? I am too and I think it's interesting that yeah. people are being more open um and I think I think it's great I think it's great that it's allowing us to be human um because we're all we're all stripped back in this same scenario where all we can do is relate to one another Mm. when people ask now how are you i think they really mean it i and agree that was such a fleeting comment wasn't it how are you yeah i'm all yeah. right i'm good but now yeah. we can say how are you and you're like oh god i know <laughs> pass the prosecco <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it really no and ever and, and when and every meeting and every chat now talks to is like yeah tell me about all the crazy stuff that's going on with you yeah. and you're like, oh you just go into it it's like a common ground isn't it everyone's got it a common ground that we can talk about um which is helpful in a lot of ways it's so um, helpful a lot of empathy towards everyone's feelings yeah. and stuff i think it's probably you know with i try and see a positive spin on everything and i know that this has been such a challenge in 12 months but i also think in a way maybe it needed to happen because i think the world had got so crazy busy and it had everything was going a gazillion miles an hour and i think we all had become like we're all talking to each other digitally but none of us are really talking to each other in real life like we used to actually and it got so busy that I know myself, I was fl flitting all over the place. <laughs> I, was, I was getting on one plane to another and one train to another. And we just weren't talking as, as we should be as humans. So I, I almost wonder if it's, I don't know, given us a bit of a reset, really. And um, it's interesting. It's interesting to see where we go from here. Um, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, me too. I really do hope that we continue to do things certain things and keep certain things i i feel like the longer you do something the more it becomes a routine and when it becomes a routine you find that it will be part of your life so there's definitely things i'm doing now um in my in my life that i i will i think it will continue to do as long as i can really um yeah i was saying this morning the main two things is reading is what i'm reading yes. so much more now and i've probably read more this year than i have I've read more this year than I have in my whole life, I would say. I think I've yeah. audiobooks and, and hardbacks, I'm close to in a year, I don't know, 30 or 40 books. And that's, wow. a, lot, that's a lot for me. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. A lot. I a reckon lot. I've done the same on Netflix series. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Docu um, documentaries are amazing on yeah. there. I've learned so much. The Alexander yeah. Green documentaries on there, it's an amazing yeah. piece of work. Chloe's saying here, actually, in the Midnight Library, amazing book. That's, that's actually a book by um, Matt Haig. And Matt Haig's got some amazing books. He also um, does another one called Notes on a Nervous Planet, which is really interesting. Like he's, he's an incredible guy, you know, a real campaigner around mental health. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been the same. I perhaps haven't read as many as you have. 
Um, but I've, I've really enjoyed sinking into audiobooks as well. Like I've, I've enjoyed James Clear, Atomic Habits. That's been a great one actually yeah. this year to kind of get into that. Yes, it, it does get you into a good mindset. So that, that, that book was almost written for a pandemic. Yes, it was. So it's more relevant now than it was when he wrote it. Yeah, I think it is, isn't it? And I, I actually hadn't listened to it or read it until this year. And I think it was just like exactly the right place and the right time. And because I'm a person that thrives in chaos, really, you know, being creative and that experiential brain, it does it, you kind of do thrive in chaos. But I have actually found a lot of, um, I think a lot of comfort in routine and creating habits that have, that help, you know, waking up and going, right, I am going to have some exercise and I am going to do this and I am going to do that. And it's definitely helped um, because it's very easy when the world's chaotic to spiral off into chaos. But I think if you can ground yourself a bit, then yeah yeah okay good. well speaking of books you've written a little ebook this is probably a good time to talk about it i have so yeah tell, tell me tell me how it started when did you start writing it and, and what's it about so i started writing it actually last year and i i remember sitting down one day and thinking where are all these people like i always talk to clients about their entry points into their business um and it's always about you know how where can people access you and they tend to do the typical oh facebook twitter linkedin instagram and i you know i do exactly the same and i thought how many places can people actually access me you know access victoria openly where where are those open points into my business I mean, you realise like on Instagram alone, there's eight or nine different entry points and the same on Facebook and then LinkedIn and Twitter. And then you've got the telephone, you've got WhatsApp, you've got Snapchat if you're on there, you've got now there's Clubhouse, there's, there's stuff continually evolving, right? And I wrote down all my entry points and there were like 72 different platform entry points, right? And then I'm like, okay, this, wow. is, this is pretty big. Um, and then I was like, but there's also people and there's also places. So like here, you're, you're an entry point to my business. Like you could go off this call today and go, she's an idiot. I'm never going to recommend her to anyone. Or you could go, she's great. And you know, or it, it might be somewhere in the middle, but you are an entry point to my business essentially. And, and I'm an entry point to yours and um, places as well. You know, whenever we go to places if we're on airplanes or trains or in networking events, those are all entry points as well. Mm. And I don't think people are aware of how many different places people have access to them in their businesses through those people, platforms and places. So to be able to firstly acknowledge them and then think what experience is somebody having with me at every mm. single one of those entry points? It's so important to have a good experience at them because there's no point in having an entry point if it's a bad experience because it's just not an entry point at all it might as well be a closed door if it's not a good experience so that's what the book is all about um it talks about moment thinking about how you know the human brain is desire um is designed to respond to to moments rather than journeys so we talk a bit about that um then i talk about different points of entry and how you can I, I basically give a couple of basic examples but to help people get into that thinking about how they can approach their own um so yeah that that was it really i started it last year um i wrote it with hotels in mind actually and then thought no i need to change this and adapt it so it's applicable to all businesses mm. um yeah, and I have actually started writing um, another book as well. So there's going to be a book book. A book okay. book. Um, oh, one. A book book, yeah. Wow, okay, great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so this, it seems really cool that because I was thinking, as you're saying it, that when we're thinking of our marketing and, and also our digital marketing, you know, everything that's online, we're always, we're always 
cleaning up our foyer of our business, you know, the website, yeah. maybe the social media and making it look beautiful and trying to be, you know, trying to be perfect on it. When, when you're right, there's so many other ways that we eventually get to someone, whether it be someone says something and sends a link and it takes you to a, an article, but that takes you back somewhere, which then, then you go and look at them and type them in Google or you see them on social media and you go in another way. And sometimes the front door is beautiful and this brand looks amazing. But when you go through some of the side doors and the back doors, the experience isn't as good and you eventually get yeah. to places where they don't exist. So you'll search them, well, where are they in here? Well, they're not in here. And yeah. I suppose you can you can walk through a front door of a business and it's all great but if you come through those side doors you know mm. you have a different experience so how do you how do you find them how, how do you find those different routes in is there, is there a system that you use it's, it's thinking about them all and to be honest it's really deep work it's not something that is just like a five minute job um it really is you know thinking about all of those areas and then not only all the areas but who has access to creating an impression at those areas as well so for example you know you could be a hotel i'm going to give a hotel as an example you could be a hotel with 10 staff in the restaurant that are able to answer the phone um but they're they're not able to answer inquiries that would come through to reception but if they have the ability to answer the phone and the first thing the person on the end of the phone hears hang on i'm just going to put you on hold for a second and that's your first impression of the business it's not a great impression so no. you have to think about what all those entry points are and it really is delving down people platforms places um and then who has responsibility at all of those entry points writing all that down who has the responsibility and then working out a plan to create a strategy around all of those points um i do that with brands and um, so i do that for a living um but you can you can do it yourself but it's not something that takes five minutes it you know it's hours and hours of work and you do need a strategy behind each point so yeah and, and, and you know what looking at it now if you're i love it how the, the the customer experience work that you've got has is directly linked with entry points in terms of a marketing communications yeah. acquisition point of view so they're not two separate things they can't be managed separately um it's a circular completely kind of a circular system that sort of bring people in get the experience what are the, what's happening how do we turn them into new customers um, 100%. so yeah i think most people are they're really focused on the front end or the back end and they're not thinking about both yeah and it's it really does sort of blur together you know i say to everybody all of us first and foremost are in the customer experience business secondary comes what we do because without people, we have no business. Mm. So if we don't, if we don't have people in our in our business, we don't have a business at all. So customer experience has to be the first thing. Whether you're somebody that deals with marketing, or you're somebody that sells pianos, or sells shoes, it matter. You know, you've, you've, customer experience has to be first and foremost, and it underlines everything that you do. Yeah. So is there is there we seeing now in big companies, or not in big companies? any size company more people taking an active role in experience because well if it was the ceo it'd be the chief experience officer but this morning i said it could be the chief energy officer rather than the chief exec you know someone yeah. who just deals with energy whether it be people that work for you or your customer because that's yeah. all part of experience when you when you have a great experience there's obviously the user experience in terms of how steady it was and how easy it was but there's mm -hmm. also the feeling that you get where you're like Say it was like my friend Ben's joined. Hi Ben. Hi Ben. Um, <laughs> he does teaches yoga, uh, and yeah. that's all about experience. From the moment you walk into somewhere doing yoga, from the moment you walk out, it's all part of it. Yeah. You know, it's not just the thing itself. So it's the same in a lot of businesses. I've been a 
culprit before in the past where I've always about new work, just trying to get new work, new yeah. work. And when once we've got the work, maybe we've not looked after those clients as well as we could have done because we're so focused on work and vice versa. We've just focused on our clients and, you know, the work becomes yeah. thin. And we've got to then, it's a constant balancing act, isn't it? Well, it's a, a circular yeah, I think it is. It's a continuous balancing act. And I think what you're saying there is not uncommon. You know, I think as the world has got quicker, we've always been in that kind of, you know, we're in that digital world where you have to be one step ahead, one step ahead. So you're thinking, where's the next customer coming from? Where's the next customer coming from? Rather than what can I do for the customers I've, I've got? Mm -hmm. um, because they're, they're so important. You know, you're, my customers are my biggest source of referral, you know? Um, and I just think if I treat them well, um, then they're, you know, they're going to serve me well. So we should never forget the customers that we've got. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. It, it, it is a challenge in organisations. There are some, you know, there are some businesses that are very customer, you know, customer experience focused, and then others that really take some convincing because what's the immediate ROI of spending time on people experience? It's not something that you can easily quantify in a boardroom. However, you know, for those that are on board with it and those that are willing to invest time in people experience you see that you know that filters through their entire organization it's not just the the job of one person it's got to be embodied throughout your whole you know your whole culture and um, so it's it's a big job but it's a job yeah. worth doing yeah and yeah. i suppose having someone like you that businesses can work with to look at that from a different lens from the outside in yeah you, know, you haven't got you haven't had the bureaucracy you've not had the red tape you've not had the the, the people, the bitchiness or things that can happen, you know, you can look at it and go, right. You know, and, and I suppose being, being a bit of a, um, not a, I want to say the word spy, but you know, when you're a, a mystery <laughs> shopper, a mystery shopper yeah. I bet you do a lot of mystery shopping, don't you? Yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, going in and like looking at what, what people do and then feeding back. Mm. Yeah, feeding back. Because it, we, you know, we all do it effectively. When, when we talk to anybody about our own businesses, we have our own brand hat on, don't we? And if you say to somebody, oh, my customers go through this, but then you go, what do my customers actually go through? They go through this. This is what I think they go through. But what do they actually go through? And you won't ever know that by being the business owner or the CEO or whatever department. You'll only know that by learning from the ground. You can never know what your customers go through. Oh, you know, they know what they go through. And so, yeah, having that mystery, that mystery shop element is always a good, a good yeah, thing. Good. Um, yeah. We've got a few people here. Hi, Paul. I know. How are you doing? Hi, Paul. Happy, happy Friday, mate. <laughs> happy another, Friday. Yeah, another guy who's very good at market research, understanding yeah. people and how people work within an organisation, why they buy. Um, so hopefully, Paul, you can join me for Brandon Beers when it eventually comes Brandon yes. Beers. Can you have more than two people on live chat? Just I don't know if you can on Instagram. I'm not sure wow. whether you can. It'd be good, though, wouldn't we? We could all have a beer. Yeah, we could all have a beer together. <laughs> but what's it going to be like when we can all have a, uh, our working day and then hopefully the summer when it's hot and we yeah. finish a little bit early and we go to that beer garden and all of it. When, when, when's that going to happen? Victoria, tell me, I need to know. I need to, I, like the Oracle. Um, I don't know. Do you know what? I'm, I'm trying to be realistic and not be too, I would love to think it's going to be the summer. I, I really would. Um, let's hope. I, I think we're going to be living with restrictions for another 12 months, being honest. I'm trying to, I'm trying to just, keep my head on not being too optimistic, being positive, but just kind of going, yeah, I think there will still be restrictions. I, I think they'll be loosened, um, but I'm not sure to what extent. And yeah. I think, you know, this is something that we are, yes, yeah, Stephen here is saying 2022. No, and I, I think, no. I think, 
I don't know. I, who knows? But all I do know is that when it does happen, I think I think it's going to be a bit of carnage. I really do. Yeah, because, yeah I, I read um, an article the other day that was talking about um, how it's going to be a bit like the Roaring Twenties again. You know, yeah, when... Yeah, I'm definitely up for that. I, I will be a flapper girl. I'm all over it. So I think, yeah, I, th I think we are. We're all going to crave it so much when when this is over that it's just going to be like nothing we've ever experienced because we're going to come out of it with these new eyes. You know, we've been so restricted. I think we'll have so much more gratitude for what what we've got. Yeah, and like like I said earlier, I, I do hope that when we go into you know, 2021 and, and we go back to the things that we love doing. Hopefully that we do take a lot of things from this time and we learn from them and, and bring them in and we'll have a great summer. So oh, I just wanted to ask, well, where can people get the, the book, the ebook? Yeah, so they can download it bit on, on Instagram here, obviously. They can click on the link in my bio um, and the top um, link within that link tree that will allow people to download the ebook. Um, it is packed full of strategy. It's not just a a little document with a few you know a few words on it it's, it's really tough with ebooks isn't it because very often we we say ebook and we think a flimsy document but it is it's packed full of strategy um and it's got lots of ideas in there so hopefully it will give people a good read and some stuff that they can take away and really put into practice so well i'll stick the link in the in the comments as well thank, well, thank you. you for joining today go and go and enjoy your food and prosecco i will thank you and hopefully when you're back on the beer we can have a beer well, Brandon Beers will be born and uh, Brandon Beers on Friday. I like it. Thank you so um, much for having me. Yeah, and hopefully, maybe in six months in the summer, we'll do a live Instagram <laughs> from the pub. Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? In the beer garden. You know, I would, I would love that. And hopefully we will, have, we will have more freedom in the summer. I really hope so. Yeah, great. All right, thank you for joining me today. We'll thank you for having soon. me. Thank we'll you so much. Ten. See you soon. Bye. 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 So I hope you enjoyed that chat. If you do want to find out more about Victoria, I'll put her details in the show notes uh, and in the comments uh, with this video. Um, she's an amazing person. She's really easy to talk to. And I'm sure she'd love to know more about your business. So do get in touch. If you enjoyed the brand chat video and you would like to come on the show, please get in touch with me. You can send me an email or direct message me on the platform that you're watching this or listening to this. Uh, and we'll see if we can get you on the show. But as always, be useful, be kind. And I'll see you all soon. Bye bye.